Hello lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT In The Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, back with you once again on our regular day here on Thursdays um, on the Outsports Podcast Network. And this uh, this is a first for the show. I know that our WrestleMania coverage earlier this year uh, came in the form of two different episodes, but uh, that was all meant to be uh, covered in a single week. This is the first time we've had a, like two real separate episodes in the same week, and um, that is mainly because of one person in particular and one match in particular, that being uh, Sonny Kiss and his attempt to wrestle the TNT Championship away from Cody at Fight for the Fallen um, on Wednesday night. Uh, I have just this. We're recording this on Wednesday night. I have just finished watching the match myself, um, and I am not alone uh, here to discuss the match and all things around it uh, because I have my wonderful partner Casey uh, on the show again to uh, to talk more wrestling. I made you watch another wrestling match. You didn't make me. <laughs> You politely asked, and yes. I said, "Of course, it's Sunny Kiss." Yes, because, like I, like I told Sunny on uh, on Tuesday's episode, um, Sunny Kiss is your favorite wrestler currently. Uh, am I am I not mistaken? No, you're not wrong. Yes. Okay. Just I just want to double check and make sure. I want to <laughs> like I'm I'm a good journalist. I check my sources. Um. No. So obviously with, with Sonny getting the opportunity against Cody, that was going to be a huge thing to cover this week. And I'm, I'm really, once again, I'm so thankful that I was able to sit down with Sonny ahead of the match and, and talk with her about all this fun stuff. I'm really glad that we were able to put out a, a, a really uh, well-received article um, based off of that conversation as well. So you got a podcast, you got something to read, and now you got the recap podcast coming up afterwards because we just watched Sunny Kiss uh, unfortunately fall uh, to Cody in uh, in her ch- attempt to win the TNT Championship in the opening match at Five for the Fallen. But it was still uh, a fun experience to watch, and I think that it was still um, a performance that is worth celebrating wholeheartedly um i'm just gonna go straight into it casey how did you how how did you like the match overall um i thought it was great just to start um the intros you said cody so again not very well versed in the wrestling world, but you said that Cody is the champion, and they don't usually introduce the champion first. Yes. So let well, I will go ahead and hit that real quick because like one of the main things that we've seen with Cody's defenses of the TNT Championship since winning it um, at Double or Nothing, uh, roughly a mo- two months ago, roughly, um, is that he is giving opportunities to talent that is not necessarily. Uh, featured in a main event positions um, right now. It's basically, a, a op- it's basically an opportunity, like open challenge type thing. So like he's had matches against like Mark Quinn, who usually is part of a tag team known as Private Party. Um, he wrestled probably the most high profile opponents had is Jake Hager of um, of the Inner Circle. Um, so it makes sense that they would they they would use the this opportunity to try and put 
um, some shine and really um, make someone like Sonny Kiss into a bigger star. I, even though I would already argue that Sonny is, is a fairly big star, um, just based off of how he has been featured on the show. But they started that off from the very beginning because champions in title defenses hardly ever come out first. And Cody came out first um, in this instance. Now, we found out why that was uh, because Sonny, uh, in a form of symmetry, came out alongside the Roar of the Jaguars cheerleaders um, just like she did last year at last year's Fight for the Fallen. Um, in a moment that I think lit up uh, the internet. Um, so I like the symmetry there, and it, it really gave you the idea from the very beginning this, that this was not necessarily about building Cody up, more so as in giving Sonny the stage to show what he is capable of doing at, on a, against an opponent that is one of the more celebrated people um, within that company. Yeah, I was really excited for that um, opening, just because I remember first time you showed me Sunny Kissed and um, that first match where he came out with cheerleaders. Um, I thought that they were just putting out a bunch of women dancers to um, buff up this beefy, macho, testosterone man. Um, but then I realized that, no, Sunny Kiss is actually the wrestler. And she is, like, such a great um, aspirate, like, transition goals, I guess. Not, I, don't know if it, I don't know if that's really quite the right um, fra- phrasing for, for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, she just really, like, embodies a lot of the, the femininity and masculinity that... I really identify with Mm -hmm. and so just in general watching the match it's just I'm often in awe like with the flexibility that he has and just um some of the different moves too uh that you know I wouldn't be able to name but (laughs) (laughs) um just how much he uses his legs as a weapon Mm -hmm. um I really like that just because um I also have pretty thick legs, and if I were using them as a weapon, I guess they would also be my weapon of choice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I also really liked about this match, though, was um, all the different camera angles, um, actually. Because um, first off, some of the camera angles like really highlighted some of um, Sunny's expressions of um, femininity, like wearing makeup, um, fishnets polished nails, a lot of things that can be looked down upon if, uh, like, for me as a person who sometimes presents masculine, sometimes presents feminine, it's hard when I'm presenting as masculine to, you know, be proud of my paint, like my pink or purple painted nails. So I don't know, it's just awesome being able to actually see that up close. Um, but then also just some of the facial expressions from the crowd, the who uh, who was the man that like kept coaching Cody? I'm assuming oh, probably that, a coach. that is uh, Arn Anderson, double A Arn Anderson. There was just one close up of his face in like shock and awe that <laughs> was just hilarious to me for whatever reason. Yeah, I can guarantee you that that face is going to be memed by the end of the night. It was just too good. Too good. It's the most exasperated I've ever seen Arn Anderson 
I think, or at least the, the most I've seen <laughs> of that uh, in a long time from him. Um, yeah, like I think that a lot of what you're speaking about in terms of like how the the presentation, the camera angles, as well as um, other other ways that the uh, the television presentation came across, really did highlight a lot of the um, the 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 expressions of of femininity as well as masculinity that encompass Sunny in a lot of ways, like that that blending that that you know fluidness, which we're going to get to uh, in a little bit here. Um, I really liked that you know a lot of the body movement, especially during the entrance. Mm-hmm. Like it was just because you know Sunny has a cheerleading background, Sunny has a dance background. I actually didn't know that. But... Oh yeah, yeah. So like it it, it comes across very very well in yeah, these I'm entrances. Not surprised. <laughs> and and I just love the fact cuz as someone who, you know, myself is someone gender nonconforming as well, um, you know, I have I don't know. I I see someone who is very comfortable in the in expressing themselves in those those sort of body movements and whereas like, you know, I where I have like done some of those body movements at times and I have been chastised because of, you know, the people that I was around. So it was just really nice to see like the, the, um, the self-confidence and everything and, and just really being who Sonny believes himself to be in, in that way. Um, and that translated to the match as well. I think this was one of the, uh, the better performances that I've seen from Sonny. It was, it was more, um, more gritty, in a lot of ways than I've seen from other Sunny Kiss matches. You know, Sunny like Sunny is hard hitting, especially with the kicks and everything. But there is also this sort of like fun, fun loving attitude that comes across in, in a lot of Sunny's matches. You know, right. this one she was there for business. Absolutely, like from Which the get go. <laughs> <laughs> like those forearms. That she was delivering, no lie, they were they were fucking shaking me. Um, <laughs> like I I haven't seen something that hard outside of you know. Perfect example. I, on the last time that you were here, we were ta- I talked about showing you a match between Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki. I don't know if anybody can compare to those two men slapping the shit out of each other and just beefy forearming each other in the neck. But Sunny came fucking close like sunny <laughs> was just on point the kick that was probably one of the more devastating um um kick that that i've seen her deliver whenever the the flipping kick in the corner yeah but that was one of the more devastating renditions of that move i've seen in a while um and yeah like the fact that like she i love the just the touch of her whenever cody is outside of the ring and she's following him she pushes the camera. Yes. <laughs> it's just like, just to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, that shows you the kind of attitude that, that, that Sonny took into this match. And I, and it shows you just more versatility of, of, of what Sonny can do in the ring. And, and that people, honestly, you know, if you didn't take Sonny Kiss seriously before, um, you are sadly mistaken. And now you definitely should. Yeah. Also, what struck me is it just seemed like she took a a lot of really hard hits, um, mm-hmm. especially to her neck. Yeah, there was a, a, a and Cody will sometimes break out. Uh, basically, the moves normally called a vertebraker, but oh, of course, <laughs> but yeah, but Cody calls it uh, Den's fire, um, and 
you know, basically, normally with that move, you would take that on, like, the top of your back. Um, but it didn't necessarily fall that way, and Sonny almost landed directly on his head. Um, luckily, that did not happen, and luckily, um, it seemed like he was uh, okay. The match continued, so... But, yeah, that was super close. And then the Crossroads finisher, Cody's finisher, always looks devastating when people take it that way because of the way the back arches and everything. Um, so I, those two moves definitely stood out for me in terms of, you know, some of the more vicious stuff that Sonny took. Oh, also the, uh, the Alabama slam out on the ramp that, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. That one's like, I don't ever want, like, I don't know why anyone ever would want to take that move in the ring, much less <laughs> on a ramp like that. Um, what what in terms of the physicality like that stood out to you? Um, specifically with them, like in like, terms of like like you were talking about like some of the 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 hits that Sonny took, some of the hits that Sonny was delivering. Like what? Well, I think one thing it was a miss actually, but this really stood out to me um, when Sonny jumped off the ring into the splits. Oh yes, and the announcer was like. That would kill me, <laughs> or something along those lines. That brings me actually to a little sidebar, real quick. We got to talk about Jr. in this match. Jim Ross, um, who has been somewhat hit or miss at times whenever it comes to the uh, the LGBTQ people that are in the ring. Um, you know, famously had a slip of the tongue, uh, um, dynamite where Nyla Rose was fighting for the um, women's championship um, back in October of last year, but. Uh, JR was on point during this match for the most part. I love the fact that one, yes, that comment whenever Sonny fell into the split, uh, was perfect. But also during Sonny's entrance, um, you, if you haven't noticed, and if you haven't read the article or listened to this, to the Sonny interview, Sonny identifies as gender fluid and uses both she and, and he, uh, pronouns. And JR just during the entrance, just without, without, any like hesitancy hesi- yes that's the word i'm looking for thank you <laughs> I, it's leaving my brain and without any hesitancy drops the she right in there mm-hmm. like and and there's it doesn't necessarily interchange all throughout the match but it definitely there are people there are moments where people are interchanging pronouns like that and it it, it adds a genuine like it has a genuine uh, uh, genuinity that's not a word um <laughs> It has a genuine nature to to the match and to the presentation of Sonny, you know, because you know this this is who Sonny's been this entire time, but it's it's awesome to see that come through in the commentary that is going directly into the audience's ears, and right. especially whenever they might not necessarily understand gender fluidity. Right. I mean, just that recognition too, um, I think is great, and I'm really glad that they were able to do that. And I think that you're right. The audience would reflect on that, um, at least in some ways, but also just Sonny is the embodiment of gender fluid coming from me, a gender fluid person. And how could the audience not understand gender fluidity, (laughs) fluidity, um, just after seeing Sonny, if they haven't seen him before, um, at least now for the first time. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's something I want to ask you about actually, because you know, you, identify as gender fluid as well. I love that like all of like the smaller sectors of the LGBTQ community that are being represented in AEW right now all kind of apply to you as well. (laughs) 
I ha- I'm sorry if that's. I'm just a big queerpo. What can I say? <laughs> I just. I, anyway, <laughs> either way, because like I could talk to you about Nyla all day. I could talk to you, and, and I could talk to you about Sunny all day because because of the the identities that are on display there. What does it mean to you to see someone who is authentically, as Sunny put it, authentically putting out a, a gender fluid um, representation on mainstream? This is this is on TNT. This is mainstream television. Yeah, I mean. It's really just mind blowing because I came out as gender fluid and then six months later I moved to Georgia where that was not okay. It wasn't even okay to be trans either. Like lesbian and gay, maybe if you're in Atlanta, but it was a big no, no essentially to be trans, much less non-binary or gender fluid. So um, it's hard because I still carry around a lot of that a lot of those negative experiences that even if I'm back on the West coast where at least it's a little bit more recognized, it's not necessarily fully accepted. Um, but there is at least recognition. And even if it makes people uncomfortable, they're like, I guess that's a thing. Um, so again, just why it's so important is like you said, this is on national TV. That's reaching out to, so many different people. And one thing that I struggle with, with being gender fluid is um, sometimes I feel way more feminine and sometimes I feel way more masculine, but pronouns specifically are um, difficult for a lot of folks. And I use they, them pronouns when it would probably be more appropriate to use a mix, she, he, or they just kind of depending on my mood. But um it's hard because at work, people don't necessarily respect that, even though, according to state law, they should and just my workplace policies and everything. But it's difficult for people um, still. And so for people to also be able to use interchangeable pronouns at work is just so meaningful to me and makes me think like it's actually possible that I can also go to work and do that, too. Mm hmm. Um, and just have interchangeable pronouns in my daily life as well. It just makes me really reflect on a lot of that. And I hear other folks who also use interchangeable pronouns, but um, tend to stick with one set of binary pronouns at work, because again, they don't necessarily feel like it's going to be respected. Um, Like just that representation is so huge like i i don't i can't even convey in words like how meaningful it is mm-hmm. <laughs> my phone keeps going off it's okay these things happen if it's not the phone it's, it's the cat which luckily the cat's asleep by my feet so that was one of the more powerful if not the most powerful thing that i have really enjoyed seeing about sunny being featured um in the way that uh, that she has on aw programming so far you know like we're talking about one year ago we sunny came on the stage at five for the fallen and provided a match that i i we've shown you know i like i told sunny um in the interview on tuesday um we've shown that match against peter avalon to people that we know in the queer community that are not wrestling fans 
at all. At all. And Sonny sucks them in. Absolutely. Sonny gives them an anchor to, to kind of like look into this world of progressing and say like, oh, this might be something for me. And that's just from like a general queer perspective. That's not even like delving into the gender fluid aspect of it. And that's not right. into the gender expression of it. You know, so like I think whereas Sonny lost the match tonight, um, Sonny won something much, much larger because like I can't think of another example of a genuine representation of a gender fluid identity um, on a pro wrestling stage the size of this. We're talking about nearly a million viewers on a weekly basis for this show. That's nearly a million people that are getting their first taste of what gender fluidity actually is Mm -hmm. and really understanding, you know, understanding what that, what that means and what that looks like and humanizing it for the first time in a lot of ways. And also just, again, as another side, I guess, um, it's just really nice seeing somebody who at least somewhat slightly looks like me and presents like me and, makes me want to be authentic in my presentation on TV. Like that's just cool in general anyway. No, it definitely is. And and I think that one of the things that makes it as powerful as it is, is that, that, you know, just we keep moving forward as despite what a lot of people want to say, like, or, or, you know, I know there was a lot of, um, people online that were like criticizing AEW and criticizing Cody and uh, for featuring, you know, LGBTQ talent that they didn't necessarily feel it deserved the spot or whatever. How dare. I know. Right. Love the internet. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like none of that matters. None of that ignorance matters because the fact that Sonny is in that ring, the fact that Nyla's in that ring, the fact that so many other people are in that ring um, and being featured in the way that they are and providing those communities with someone to look to and see that they are valid and they are pre- being presented in a valid way. Um, <laughs> like there's no rebuttal to that. And as far as Sunny losing the match, um, yeah, of course I was definitely disappointed. Of course. Um, but Same I will here. have to say, Cody did a fine job. <laughs> Very good. Clap, clap. Mm-hmm. No, I did like seeing him also, of course. Like, just in general, the uh, the two of them really put on a, a good show. A great match. Um, so, I'll be uh, a little petty, I guess. But all in all, it really was a must-see match. Mm. Definitely. I am curious to get your take, because this is something that we haven't talked about uh, yet, um, but definitely it's something that I think is still talked about a little bit in wrestling circles. What did you think of Cody's neck tattoo? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but... <laughs> I mean, all of it. Tattoo, plus just general presentation of Cody. Um just like macho, masculine, testosterone man. Mm-hmm. And then also there was a point where he hit Sonny and knocked him down and then just started doing push-ups. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yes. 
Uh, which I I think is hilarious. Like, I, I actually am not discounting that at all. But yeah. it's just funny seeing um, big macho testosterone man fighting Sunny Kiss. Mm-hmm. Super effeminate person. I did, um, I did like that Cody's uh, tights were basically the colors of the ace flag, though. Were they also black? I, I just, I, there was some black mixed in there. It was like okay. silver and purple, and then there was a little bit of black in there, like in the trim. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I the purple really caught my eye, of course. Of course, yes. Um, I, I don't necessarily know what to say about the tattoo, um, other than if people truly want America to be a free land, then mm-hmm. they should allow everybody to express themselves however they want. That is freedom. I can get behind that. I can get behind that idea. I'm with you on that. Um, so yeah, obviously, like it's 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 a shame that Sonny didn't win the championship. But I think in many ways, Sonny won something for the community. There you go. I was about to say something <laughs> even more valuable. Like Sonny, I love the some of the sound bites heading into this match. And, and I was about to wrap it up, but no, I got to talk about this real quick. I'm sorry. I, I you're fine. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So uh, some of the sound bites heading into this match were super empowering in a lot of ways. You know, Sonny put out a statement um, basically saying that, like, she was bringing not just herself, but the entire LGBTQ community into the ring with her Mm. for this match. Um, And then Cody on the Road to Fight for the Fallen YouTube series that AEW put out Tuesday morning um, in an interview, Sonny Kiss is special. Sonny Kiss is, like talented sunny kiss is amazing and sunny kiss is the modern snapshot of what a pro wrestler looks like in 2020 mm. how do those hit you i mean i love that that got put out before this match mm. um especially because i'm assuming again not an expert in wrestling history here <laughs> i'm assuming that cody has a lot of weight in the wrestling world at least somewhat he's been around for a while um definitely like known sounds like his dad's the American dream, so... His dad is a legend um, in the business. Um, and he has had a very long career in the business as well. Um, close to 15 years at this point. Mm. He's also an executive vice president for AEW. Oh, okay. So he's in leadership of the company as well. So, like, he's very much entrenched and, and very much a, a legacy in this business. And to me, that just means he's really lifting up Sunny Kiss in the our community in general, um, which is just awesome and refreshing to see. Um, I wish most, if not all wrestling companies, (coughs) WWE would be able to (laughs) ascend to this level. But um, this is a really great start, you Mm -hmm. know? I'd love that you bring up WWE because, um, real quick, just a quick detour before we wrap things up. I am so sorry. You keep bringing things up that make me think of stuff. Um, I know, I know. I know. Uh, so Tegan Knox, uh, a wrestler for WWE, came out over the weekend, um, posted a picture of herself with her uh, partner on Instagram, and that just adds to a list of talent under WWE contract that identify on the LGBTQ spectrum, I would say, like, it's it's interesting to me that WWE is the company that gets criticized the most, from myself included, all the time, for how they portray LGBTQ uh, identities on their programming. Um, 
yet they are very slowly and silently building up like the, the probably the most LGBTQ talent under contract at this point. Um, and of course, that's going to happen whenever you have a company the size of WWE that has the checkbook that WWE has and employs as many wrestlers as WWE has. Mm-hmm. But they're approaching double digits in terms of how many LGBTQ people they have under contract there. I'm curious, like, what, how, how do you, for you, how does that dichotomy, like, sit to know WWE's for, style of presentation of those identities and then having as many people that identify on the queer spectrum within their company? I mean, that's great and all. I'm definitely glad that a lot of queer talent are with a large company and hopefully getting paid what they're absolutely worth. But the the huge difference to me and why I think I would still criticize WWE is because they don't seem to give folks the actual creative freedom or liberty to openly identify like obviously in their personal lives social media they can openly identify but there's been a lot of times especially even like even recently where um wwe is trying to highlight queer talent but they won't actually say he's gay yeah yeah i think you're referring to the jake atlas situation i am yeah yeah and it's just it's really disappointing because we're here we're not going away and We've been here. What are they afraid of? And I think that's hard for me to like really reconcile mm-hmm. and why I would continue to criticize WWE. Because I think until like people are actually able to talk about it, like the talent are actually able to talk about it, it's, it's good, but it's not, it's not bringing the same level of representation. Hmm. And I think it's stifling. Yeah. And that's fully a criticism on WWE and not any anyone who works, like, not any of the wrestlers with WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the keys there is the, leader, the, the leadership. It, it really boils down to how the leadership perceives these, these people and how they choose to present these people. And there's definitely plenty of, of things to critique. In, in WWE's handling. I also just feel like it's low-hanging fruit for us to critique them. <laughs> it's low-hanging fruit for any wrestling fan to critique WWE at this point. But, you know, the same can be said for other people with AEW. I mean, there's it's, there's a weird, like, culture war thing with wrestling that really I don't understand. It's like... It's like Sony and and Microsoft in the video game sphere. Like if like PlayStation and Xbox fanboys that like stick with one out of some weird like loyalty I am to very a brand. Loyal to PlayStation, huh? I am very loyal to PlayStation. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> ah, prove my point. Anyway, <laughs> no. Regardless, um, but no, but but I think. Just to close out here for the third time, um, double back, Sunny, outstanding performance. Um, can't wait to see what comes next. I know she's been uh, working in a tag team with Joey Janela on AEW programming. Maybe there's a, a, a tag title shot somewhere down the line for them. Um, Sunny maybe gets another opportunity at the TNT belt. We'll see. Either way, Sunny's going to be winning over fans, I think, for, for a long time there in, in All Elite. What do you think? 
I mean, I know I'm going to keep showing his matches to my non-wrestling fan friends. Honestly, that that's that's probably the best seal of approval in a lot of ways. <laughs> if, if you have someone that can be the, the entry point for someone, you mm-hmm. know, like that's... That's a pretty that's a pretty good status to have, I'd say. Well, thank you, sweetie, for for indulging me again. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, just about. <laughs> Thank you once again to uh, to Casey for coming on to talk about this match, uh, this very important match, with me on uh, somewhat short notice, but still, um, always love chatting wrestling with them and and really getting their opinions on stuff. It's fun. Um, we did mention uh, Tegan Knox during the show, and I will say, uh, Sunny wasn't the only one representing the community well tonight. Uh, Tegan, of course, challenged for the NXT Women's Championship against Io Shirai, and uh, that match was fairly stellar as well. So, yeah, the the family <laughs> the family was represented well all around, uh, both AEW and WWE tonight. So, hopefully, we'll see more of that going forward. Um, but I don't know how much more I can say about Sunny uh, and Cody tonight. That match was just super awesome to see and uh i think we'll leave it at that but we can't uh end the show without saying thank you to some awesome people that helped make it as awesome as it is the progress pride flag designed by daniel quasar is a product of progress initiative you can find out more at quasar.digital and a huge thank you to sarah and the safe word for our show's theme song formula 666 that's off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band. And you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. Follow the show on Twitter at LGBTRingPod. And, uh, of course, if you're into video games as well, I do also host a gaming news podcast uh, every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. That is called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Uh, we just uh, work through the week's gaming news, giving uh, critique, analysis, and uh, having fun along the way where we can. I enjoy it. It's a it's a good part of my week, I'd say. And uh, it can be a good part of your week, too. Just uh, join us every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment, sun like the star. And with that, for the second time this week... Uh, we will uh, bid you adieu. Uh, of course, stay messy, wash your hands, and wear a mask. For God's sakes, wear a mask. And for real this time, we'll see you next week. Everybody Six, six, six.